Welcome to another episode of Social Studies, the podcast where our only goal is to help you take your social media game to the next level. Now, how do we do that? We interview brands and creators that are best in class in social media that are crushing it and killing the game of social media. So you can walk away with practical tips on how to take your social media game to the next level. Now, today's episode is no exception. I sit down with Anthony Yepes. Now, Anthony, this is a masterclass of how to grow an engaged and loyal and fanatic community about your brand on social media. He's had a 14-year career in social media, started in the MySpace days, and he talks a little bit about that, of what got him started in his career in social media, and he's worked at some agencies. He's worked for Spartan Race as the director of social media marketing. He's worked for Bodybuilding.com as the director of social media and community. He's the real deal when it comes to building community, and we talk um, we talk how to do it. We talk strategy, tactics, actual things that have, that have helped him, but also navigating the relationships of needing to prove the ROI to upper management and show the value of organic social while also not compromising a value-added content strategy that helps your audience with solutions rather than sells your audience products. So like I said, Anthony's the real deal. I'm super excited. And so without further ado, here is Anthony Yepes. All right, Anthony Yepes, thank you so much for being a guest on Social Studies, man. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, absolutely, dude. I want to just dive in. You've got your resume is, is awesome, dude. You're, you've got plenty of brands on there that um, I'm super excited about talking about. And so I want to kind of hear from you what your social media journey started like. How did you get into social media? Did you always know you wanted to do that? And then what, what kind of brands have you worked with along the way and where you're at now? And um, yeah, dude, uh, turn it over to you. Yeah, so interesting enough, you know, I kind of started um, back in the days of, of MySpace when I was in college and, you know, really it was like that guy that people went to to customize their MySpace because I did a little bit of HTML, CSS coding and, you know, whatever. So I just like became that guy, right? Like I played football, I was in a fraternity and, you know, work got around. So, you know, I really started to like get close to social that way first. And then, you know, I was promoting nightclubs in the city and, and Facebook and MySpace was really how you built your network at that time. So I was really leveraging those platforms to you know invite people out to parties and like grow my name out there. Um, so long story short, I realized like, hey, can't do nightlife forever, right? Like I got to find a real job one of these days. Um, so I was like, hey, you know, this social media thing looks pretty promising, right? I think everyone else was like, ah, whatever, it's a fad. It's, you know, it's probably not going to stick around for too long. But I, I truly saw the opportunity there. Um, so I, I joined up with an agency, you know, right out of college and, you know, got my hands real you know, dirty and, and got my feet wet there and did some really cool social activation, influencer marketing stuff, you know, with major brands and celebrities and, and major events um, from an experience side and truly, you know, grew the love for it there and understood that this truly could be, uh, you know, a career. And then from there, you know, I went on to, you know, Spartan Race and headed, headed up social there, you know, for sport and, and events brand, you know, for four years and then did some agency work again and ended up at bodybuilding.com for a little while. And now, you know, at an, another agency, um, you know, over the past, you know, my 14 year career, you know, moved, moved around a little bit, but always been focused on social, right? And always focused on, you know, organic social strategy, team building, um, influencer marketing, building audiences on a global scale. Um, and really just connecting the dots between brands and social um, and trying to, you know, really show the value of, you know, what social media can do for a brand when it when it's done properly. So um, I like to say it's been it's been a fun ride. Right. And, and 
social media has kind of evolved over time with the new platforms that have that have come out and all the changes and updates that they're making and you know the massive attention around creators um so it's been you know a heck of a ride and i'm just glad to to do something where you know i, I truly enjoy it and, and it does have an impact and and you know people are really doing great things around the world with social media that's awesome dude <clears throat> you uh and for anybody that's not familiar with the brands you're talking about about like spartan race and bodybuilding.com and i'm sure the brands is for the agencies that are you're working on um, there's huge followings, you know, that are, that reach a lot of people and have built like, especially like the, I mean, both of those like are such a tight knit community, like the people that do Spartan races, right? Like that, that's like a tight group of, of people that kind of do that. What do you, when, when you're starting at a new gig like that, what are you, what's your thought process? You've moved around quite a bit of like, how are you evaluating new accounts? You know, when you get a, a stepping foot on a new account, how are you thinking about how am I going to take this account to the next level? What are you looking at? What opportunities, especially like now with the rise of some like new platforms, if that's relevant or strategy tactic, kind of how are you evaluating that? Yeah, I mean, data is everything, right? Like you got to dive into the available data that's there. You got to sit down with, you know, your BI team, your business intelligence team, your, you know, your data team and understand where, where has the brand been, right? Where are our customers coming from our, our you know website visitors you know what type of audience are we working with what are their behaviors right now as it you know consists of our entire ecosystem and then look at what you've done historically on social for a brand if you have you know a history if, if it's a new account obviously there's going to be some some different approaches that you got to take but really looking at it from like a data and insights perspective first sitting down with your head of marketing understanding what the brand strategy is and you know, what matters the most to the company, you know, and who we're targeting and, and how we go, we're going to best approach them. And then taking all that information and developing your social strategy based on, okay, I know what, you know, our goals and objectives are. I know who our audience is. I know what content matters the most to us. All right, now I'm going to develop a content strategy and a, a channel strategy based off my knowledge and research on how that target audience is best behaving on those platforms what type of content and how is that content needed to be displayed in order for it to capture their attention and us to and have them want to learn more about us as a brand so you know there's a lot of background work that needs to be done before you can just go and, and jump on an account and start putting up content and think it's actually going to move the needle for you i think a lot of people need to spend more time sitting down you know, in a room or on a phone call with the marketing team and with the BI team, like I said, and really get that information ahead of time. Do your planning. Don't rush to push content out um, and just make sure you're setting, your, setting yourself up for success um, or else you'll, you'll find yourself kind of spinning your wheels in the tires, uh, you know, in the mud a lot and, and feel like you're not really progressing forward. Yeah, <clears throat> that makes a lot of sense. I'm, I'm, so what I'm hearing you saying is like that it's all about analytics, right? It's all about data, figuring out like what's performing well and then really lean into that, right? And giving, giving your, your, your core message is going to stay the same, but the way you package it is going to change based on how your audience is best responding and how the algorithm is, is grading your content and how it's distributing content. Um, how are you balancing like um, with any of your brand, any of the brands you've managed, but you want to build, like add a lot of value, um, build solid community and create a connection. And like I said, just add a lot of value. But at the end of the day, you have to prove ROI. You need to be driving results. And so how are you bent about sometimes those are different types of content that perform really well and give get really good value and then that actually create value for the organization. What's your approach there? 
Yeah, it's interesting, right? Because you, you gotta you gotta know what matters to the brand the most, right? And especially your manager and the higher up. So, you know, setting specific KPIs and specific metrics that you're gonna track and measure against your performance is absolutely critical. You know, so when you're looking at each social platform and you're looking at the larger, you know, business goals and objectives and you're tying those, you know, crossing those T's and, and dotting those I's and putting everything together, like you gotta understand, you gotta know firsthand on this particular platform, these KPIs are going to bring us to these goals, so on and so forth, right? So, you know, it's really just a matter of, of what is most important to the brand and the company and, and what they see being important for growth. So if that's, you know, driving you know, website traffic or if it's, you know, increasing your engagement rate or if it's straight up sales, which is, you know, definitely <laughs> sometimes the, you know, usually the end goal for a lot of brands on social um, and then you just got to get strategic and find out ways and, and that how you're going to do that. Right. And I think the tough part for us as social professionals, it's how do we how do we show the value and high level of engagement? Right. How do we show the value in, you know, in an, an engaged community if that's not resulting into something super tangible and measurable like sales? Right. Um, and that's going to be the ongoing kind of discussion about social media. But I think if you kind of you know if you really identify that in the upfront you know what KPIs and metrics you're going after, um, and you're just doing it in a way where it's bringing value back to the audience, sorry, bringing back value back to your brand, then you're doing your job right, right? And I think the flip side, or just something that I would attach to that, is that it's super important that your strategy and everything that you're doing on the organic side is really closely tied to what's happening on the paid side, right? Organic social should act as a catapult and kind of like a, a linking system for your paid efforts, right? From the listening standpoint, from, you know, content that is performing well, that can be, you know, boosted or promoted and get to more people, or even from just a content perspective, right? If you're working with influencers and content creators and you're collaborating and you're getting more of that user-generated type content that can be leveraged on paid and have a better chance at converting, that's that relationship, right? You know, I think brands often miss that connection of, hey, here's this super nice graphic advertising piece that we're going to put out. It's not performing well for us. Let's go back to the drawing board and, and design something again. And it's like, well, no, maybe it's bring more of a human element to your content, right? Let's let's activate the, the community more so to help us get to where we want to go with our content and connect those dots between, you know, organic and paid so that we can show the value and we could, you know, show conversions. Yeah. <clears throat> Again, it makes a lot of sense, man. Um, one thing I can always say is that the, the quicker you try to prove ROI of organic social, the longer it's going to take. Because if you're, it's kind of like Gary Vee's jab, jab, right hook, right? If you're constantly saying, buy this, buy this, buy this, buy this, buy this, nobody's going to buy it. But if you're adding value, adding value, adding value, adding value, and then you say, hey, consider this solution that we have to your problem, your, 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 your luck is going to be a lot better, right? And so when you're talking to, I don't know what your, you know, your bosses and management has looked like, but when you're kind of trying to say, give me time, I want to prove this ROI by adding value, not just pitching a sale. What is that give and pull like? How are you pitching that? Because I'm sure social media creators listening to this have, are, are getting bombarded with graphics that say purchase our product. And they're saying, like, Let, let's try to make a connection before we make a sale. How, how do you approach that? It's a tough decision to have, uh, conversation to have, right? And because at the end of the day, you know, leadership teams are always going to be looking at a bottom line number because um, that's just how they're conditioned to think right now. Right. And, and hopefully, you know, a lot of discussions that are happening on 
I'm marketing Twitter and other places that hopefully sooner than later we'll have more social background individuals in those C-suite positions or or higher where they understand the value in building brand and building community and you know being present and a part of the conversation and how that plays a role with all the other aspects you know of your marketing strategy and plan but you know what what I say to that is you know you got to have an upfront conversation right and, and I think it's it's super important to be transparent with your teams you know and hey this is how we're going to approach organic social right and we're looking to build an audience we're looking to build an engaged loyal fan base and we're looking to provide value first right and before we ever think about asking for something back or trying to sell them on anything you know based on whatever your product or service is let's educate them let's entertain them let's bring them information that can help them in their pain points or just in their daily life of what they're you know they're looking for from us as a brand um, so that when we circle back to them and we retarget them or we do put up something that is sales you know oriented they feel more inclined to give that back to us right um, and you already said it like if all you're trying to do is just sell 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 you're gonna fall on deaf ears um, and again you know it's, it's interesting you know, being in this industry 14 years and even with the progression of social the past you know three or four years how a lot of brands still haven't you know adapted to that brand first sales later as it relates to organic social um but hopefully sooner or later we'll we'll see more return yeah <clears throat> cool what is uh and you said brand first you know sale later and like maybe even customer first brand second you know like of what is the customer's problem and how can i um empathize and, re and, and reach that um that makes a ton of sense man i, I love it um what, what tactics, what strategies are working? How are you experiencing the most growth on social, whether it be specific brands or just in general, um, as far as like growing a following, growing an engaged audience, but then maybe also if you have a tip or, you know, something you're doing that's driving a lot of traffic or converting really, really well, be curious to hear like what's, what's working on, on the stuff you're working on. Yeah. I mean, people want raw, authentic content, right? Like I always tell creators that I'm talking to since I'm doing a lot of influencer partnerships and work right now, be be as real as you can be, right? Like understand what what it is that you're passionate about, what you know the best, and make content around that, and bring people into your into your life, right? Like, I think when we focus too much on scripting and focus too much on like overproducing, you know, that's when the quality of your content you know gets lost, and and people can see that, right? Like of course you're gonna have your skits and you're gonna have your things that you do need some planning behind and whatever but like you should have a general idea of what what direction you want to go into but you know i really feel like that that very relatable very human type of base content people love that on social right like i'm working with influencers who are in the beauty and, and fashion space a lot you know so you know they're bringing the users into their into their life as a shopper saying hey like i was just at target i came across these products like i brought them back home, I tried them on, like here's a first look at this makeup or this eyeliner or whatever it is, and giving real raw organic reviews and, and testimonials and feedback to the audience. And I think that's that's kind of where social has evolved. Like people are just so much more aware of BS than they were before, you know, and if you can bring that authenticity to the forefront, that's how you're gonna grow an audience, right? And, and what I wanna make sure I cover too is that you have to be one with your community. You have to be one with the 
kind of like the audience and, 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 and category that you're in, right? And, and show up in conversations and bring value. You can't just sit back and think that everyone's just going to come to you, especially if you're just starting out. Obviously, if you have some firepower, if you're on a TV show or you're, you know, you're in a, in a big circle where there's attention being brought to you, amazing. But if you're a creative person that's just starting and you want to grow your audience, you have to show up. You have to collaborate. You have to bring value and you have to be raw and authentic. I, I heard a, a buddy of mine, Dave Adamson, wrote a book. Uh, about church social media strategy. And one of the things he said was highly personal is greater than highly produced. And I think that's exactly what you just said. Like people want real, they want, they they want, and another another podcast guest I had that he, he said people do business with people they know, they like, and they trust. And so becoming that person that, you know, your brand knows, they likes, and they trust, and you're, you're personal, and it feels like you're having that one-on-one interaction. What are your thoughts on brands using uh, humor to relate to their audience. I know a lot of times companies like now we need to be buttoned up. We got corporate speak, you know, but uh, I've I've just been finding that no matter what the brand, like humor just seems to be the best way because if you can make somebody laugh, they're going to know you, they're going to like you, they're going to trust you, they're going to want to do business with you. How have you seen that kind of, have you seen brands become kind of more open and evolving to to be, you know, use humor more in their strategy? Yeah, definitely. And what I will say is that there's a thin and fine line um, and what you have to do first is <laughs> look at yourself in the mirror as a brand and say, hey, like, does being humorous and funny and cheeky fit my brand right now? Right. And there's a lot of brands out there that have tried it and failed miserably or they took too much of a chance and it backfired on them. Right. So it's you really got to look at, you know, what your position within the industry and community is right now and what historically you've been known for. And if you know, if it's not matching having that humorous vibe and, and feeling to, you know, connecting with people on social, then you got, there's a little bit more playing that you have to do into that, right? You have to look closer into the entire marketing ecosystem before you just say on social, yeah, I'm going to start going back at people that are complaining, you know, about my product or service on social. And yeah. think that's we can't work. all be Wendy's, right? Yeah, you can't all be Wendy's, right? Like Burger King and all these other brands, like you have to kind of slowly work your way into that. Um, but it, it's it's really going to be based on you know your brand positioning and, and kind of putting that that visual and mission statement out there a little bit before you really you really dive into it. Now, of course, is it beneficial? Is it valuable? Can it produce results for you? Yes, but it's also pretty risky if if that's not who you truly are as a brand. Yeah, but then on the flip side, you've got brands that are trying to be um, that are trying to be funny and just aren't they're missing the mark, right? They're not hitting it. And that's even worse than not trying it at all, right? Because then you're, you just come off as inauthentic, you come off as like, trying to be something you're not. But then you've got brands like Slim Jim, Duolingo, or Scrub Daddy, you know, on TikTok that are like, how are you not getting sued? You know, it's like crazy, they're, like the risks that they're taking on social is, is mind blowing. So how do you like, if, if you're taking a new brand on to kind of help think through social, how are you evaluating, like, we should take this risk here, take that risk there? Um, like, what are you thinking through when it comes to, like, taking big taking big or small risks in, in social strategy and content? That's a really good question, you know, and I would love to hear from other social pros in the industry because I feel like it's not something that you can, like, exactly put your finger on and pinpoint and be like, all right, we're going to take this risk and it's going to be okay. Yeah. I think that's, you know, the, the true nature of taking risks is, like, you see an opportunity – you're connecting the dots, you know, on, on the back end of like, hey, like, 
here's how maybe we can take this chance and, and, and change our language a little bit or talk about this topic and, and tie it back to what we're doing. You know, let's let's give us ourselves the best chance to make this successful, right? And so I think it's it's a lot in the preparation and planning, and just identifying those opportunities to jump into a conversation in a different way. Um, but I, I don't think you can always confidently say like, "Hey, this risk is going to be worth the reward," because that's the nature of taking a risk, right? But I think that's also part of about the great part about social media is that, you know, if you do the right things leading up to it, you know, you can give yourself a great chance. Um, but also, you know, you just have to be like fully prepared if it does backfire um, to have a <laughs> to have a plan B um, to go, you know, and resolve that. Yeah. And we talked about like just a little minute, like a little bit for a minute, but like that's where it goes to like, you obviously want to have a great relationship with your audience, but it's really important to have a good relationship with your manager or the directors who you're reporting up through to give you that freedom to take a little bit of risk and to, um, you know, to, to have some freedom and kind of some creative control to try things that might not work, but they might help explode your audience. Um, so what accounts, what voices, what people are you listening to that are helping shift the way you think about social strategy, whether it's like a brand social or whether it's just like another social media manager or social media, um, you know, worker out there who, who's influencing the way you're thinking and, you know, giving you new ideas and new, new tactics to try. Yeah, this this question comes up a lot, right? And I, I always feel bad because I don't like have <laughs> the one account or the one person. You know, I, I tweeted yesterday, like one thing I will never do. And I wish this word did not exist in our industry is like use the term guru or like even expert. I'm super uncomfortable with. I feel like I'm always a student and I'm always learning and yeah. trying to build on myself as being a professional social media you know, kind of person in the game. So like what I like to say is like, hey, I, I always have my head on a swivel. I'm always consuming podcasts. I'm always up in the blogs and, you know, the business updates that are happening across platforms. Um, and, you know, I, I have a community on, on Slack with you know, over 700 people within social and I'm part of marketing Twitter. And I'm always posting on LinkedIn and I'm following the right people that are heads of social or in social at large to small brands. So I feel what's most important is to surround yourself and build that network of people that are bringing value to the industry, right? And I think what you'll find is that you are getting bits and pieces from a lot of different people and you're getting various perspectives and various strategies and tactics versus maybe always resting your laurels on just like one or two people or one or two brands, right? So build that expansive network, surround yourself with the right people. You're, you're in control of the content that shows up your up on your feed on certain platforms now, um, Instagram kind of changed that. Now you kind of get everybody's content, even if you don't want it, because they're you know they're really trying to drive reels and vertical content. Um, but on LinkedIn and Twitter, you're in full control of who you follow and, and you know what's going to pop up on your feed. So, you know, always make sure that you're following the right people that are bringing high value back to what you're trying to do. Great. You mentioned reels, short form video. Let's talk algorithm, you know, like obviously that's, you know, meta Facebook and Instagram wants to be the go-to destination in short form video. They want to win. <laughs> and so they're putting a lot of money and they're putting a lot of exposure behind good quality, original content. Um, what else, I mean, expand on that short form video, but what else is like, you know, Dave Adamson, I keep quoting him, but he said the algorithm is always an issue, but it's never an excuse. 
you know that it's something you work with, not something you work against. How are you uh, How are you learning about the algorithm, and then what are you finding is most beneficial, you know, to to kind of compete with that to to stay stay ahead of the trend? Yeah, I mean, stay stay learning about the algorithms by testing and and testing and testing. Um, but also, you know, if a platform puts out a new update, you better believe if you make content around that new update, you're going to get, you know, some, some, some better engagement and some better, you know, push through in, in the, in the, um, algorithm. But I also like to say like, no matter what quality content, um, is going to perform and quality content in the sense of it, if it's actually connecting, you know, with your audience and it's, you know, produced in a way where, or visually produced in a way where it's, it's connecting the dots to what it is, you know, the message that you're trying to put out and it's really resonating with people. So, you know, if your content's not performing well, you know, yes, it could be part algorithm, but it could also be the content itself, right? You know, so just, I always try to not, like you just said, not use the algorithm as an excuse, but use it as a learning lesson and an opportunity to take a deeper look into, all right, what was it that I that I pushed out as my, as my brand or what was the strategy that I had? you know, but behind this particular piece of content and, you know, how can I look at things that are top performing and take that stuff into consideration um, and kind of help that guide me into, you know, the next piece of content that I, you know, that I create and push out on social. So, um, yeah, the, the algorithms are, are, are a funny thing. Um, but then you look at the fact that, hey, the platforms control the algorithm, you know, and the platforms are giving everyone the best opportunity for your content to perform well. You just got to make sure you have the knowledge and the tools in place to work with them. Um, and just all that's around you, right? I think the, the platforms do a great job at giving you resources and giving you the ability to set you, set you up for success from a content perspective. You just have to be the student of the game to put in the time to actually soak that stuff in and apply it to your strategy. And like, how freeing is that too, though, to think through like, okay, the algorithm is not something that's working against me. It's working to give quality content to as many people as it possibly can, right? They want people to stay on the platform. And so the algorithm like wants to distribute good content like wildfire, you know? And so if you're producing that, like that's what they're gonna do. And so I think like, like you said, if you have an idea or you have a piece of content, why not package that in a way that the algorithm is gonna feed? You know, if I've got a great idea, why not make sure that it goes to 59 seconds instead of a minute and one second so I can post that as a reel and get, you know, the, the crazy exposure or put those ideas on slides of a carousel on Instagram because we know that's going to get prioritized with the big save CTA at the end, you know, something like that. So, um, dude, we're, we're nearing up on time. I want to be respectful of, of what we got blocked off, but would love to uh, hear where can people find more uh, about you, about what you do, follow along with your journey. Um, and kind of, I know you mentioned you have a podcast, feel free to plug that uh, as well, man. Yeah. So I'm active mainly on, on Twitter and LinkedIn at Anthony Yepes, Y-E-P-E-Z. And, uh, the Slack community is SMM Slack, um, community. And that link is in my bio on Twitter. Um, feel free to, to send in a request to join, you know, super happy to, to have people on there. You know, it's been you know, probably like a year or two since we've had the Slack community. And like I said, over 700 members, and we're just always helping each other out advice from strategy to job searching to just career building. And then on the podcast side, it's called Talk That Talk, available on, on Spotify. And, you know, just like we're doing here, man, it's just bringing people in from, you know, the social media industry, talking shop, and then just 
kind of just helping people and, and guiding them in the right direction. You know, there's a lot of, you know, false advice out there. There's a lot of people kind of pushing their narrative. Um, so, I, you know, I think it's great, you know, like yourself, Jacob, just bringing people on that, you know, can help people, you know, can guide them in the right way and, and truly care about, you know, this industry and making sure that it's, you know, kind of being built in, in the right direction. Well, Anthony, I appreciate that. You're the real deal. You know, when I look at the accounts that you've run, um, that you've managed and overseen, like are just crushing it at building an engaged following at connecting with people and growing community. And so I appreciate you taking the time to hop on here, man. Uh, it means the world to me. I really appreciate it. Uh, pleasure is mine, man. I really appreciate it as well. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thanks so much, man. We'll talk soon. All right. Take care. Well, there you have it. Episode number two of Social Studies is in the books with Anthony Yepes. And I said this over and over again, and I'll say it one more time, that Anthony is the real deal. The communities that he has helped uh, build and be a part of are, are awesome. Since we recorded this interview, he's actually started a new position as the Associate Director of Social Media for Orange Theory Fitness. And so he's continuing to add just incredible brands to his resume that he's worked on. So super grateful that Anthony took the time to chat about what his careers look like and the tactics he's used to get there. And now is the part of the podcast where I get really hypocritical and I ask you to do something that I, I probably wouldn't do if I were you, but I want you to. Uh, if you could subscribe to this episode or wherever you found it, if you're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever, if you could click the subscribe button, because that really does make the world a difference. If the podcast platforms see that people are listening to, downloading and subscribing to this show, it shows it to more people. So if this was at all helpful for you, it would mean the world to me if you would do that. Um, so super thankful um, that you guys are listening and we will be back next week with another episode of Social Studies.